Monday morning, and you know what that means, dreamers. Welcome back to the Isolation Station. Love. This is Does Does Disney, and I'm your host. It's me. It's me. It's the DOZ. Landon the Does Don't, kicking your week off the right way with a little bit of Disney news coming out of the House of the Mouse in Orlando, Florida. We're talking Walt Disney World. Now, I can't do this by myself. I mean, I can. There are podcasts that show I can. It's just not nearly as much fun listening to some weirdo talking to the aether for 40 minutes by himself sounding like a psychopath so i like to bring on friends particularly not just my friends i like to bring on your friends as well steffers is still off having the time of her life she went to mickey's very merry christmas party she went to the orlando informer meetup at universal studios so in her absence i am once again reaching across the podcasting multiverse i am bringing on my friend and yours he is the podfather of this very fine podcast he is the host of the Pass Holders Lounge relaunching live at the beginning of 2023. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back Justin freaking Monorail. Jay, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, Landon. Thanks for having me back once again. Can you believe it? Back-to-back-to-back appearances from Justin Monorail. You're welcome, fans. (laughs) (laughs) It truly is the gift that keeps on giving, Clark. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm... Oh, gosh. I don't know if I could compare myself to a Jelly of the Month Club. That's probably better. If I could give you all memberships to a Jelly of the Month Club, I would absolutely do that in a heartbeat. Well, I do know that uh, I don't think we're ready for your jelly. So uh, so <laughs> there is that. And uh, based on if you pass the audition, maybe we can make this a more regular thing. I'll have my people call your people. How about that? Okay. All right. And I'll bring the jelly. Okay. P- perfect. Uh, be- <laughs> um, because we do kind of record this somewhat early. And uh, biscuits and jelly sound phenomenal. Oh, yeah, man. We'll have yeah, to man. figure out how to coordinate that in a virtual studio, though. Because, you know, like, you know. <laughs> Virtual food doesn't really work well on the internet. So. That's true. That's right. Well, but maybe we can get it figured out by then. We, we just, you know, maybe we can do it in the metaverse and have Ooh, virtual <laughs> biscuits and jelly. <laughs> yes, we can finally find the use for the metaverse. <laughs> God, Mark Zuckerberg put so much money into that thing, and it looks so laughably hilarious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, this is going to be the future of the internet, guys. Um, it looks like first generation, second life. Y'all remember second life? No, nobody does. But Mark Zuckerberg is trying to bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> But we're not we're not here to talk about uh, uh, Second Life. We're here to actually talk about Friendster. No, we're here to talk about news coming out of Walt Disney World. We got a little bit of news, um, uh, but it does kind of seem much like the actual real life news cycle. Seems like things are kind of slowing down as we get closer and closer and closer to Christmas, and everybody's kind of you know phoning it in till the end of the year. They're saving their productivity to the beginning of 2023, which uh, I don't want to freak you out, is right around the corner. Um, But we do have some stuff we want to talk about, um, uh, particularly, I guess, the biggest, no pun intended, news coming out of Orlando, Florida, coming out of the Walt Disney World Resort, is a 16-foot-tall statue of Tafiti that was installed overnight in Epcot. Now, this is ahead of the opening of the Journey of Water attraction inspired by Moana in Epcot. And uh, when I first saw this on social media, I thought it was fake at first because it's like, 
this looks so good. There's no way it can be real. And also, I kind of feel like we would have been given a heads up if they're installing a nearly 20-foot statue in Epcot. Oh, by the way, this is coming. But no, this by design was an overnight installation. Disney put out a statement saying, quote, this morning and this morning is uh, in reference to December 9th of last week. This morning, our project team at Journey of Water, inspired by Moana, welcomed Tefiti at her position along the trail. This is a momentous milestone for the project team as we continue to bring this experience to life for Epcot guests in late 2023. Congratulations to the team of Imagineers and all of our partners that made this happen, end quote. Um... Like I said, I initially thought this was fake because it looked so dang cool and it happened so dang fast. But this is this is one of my must-see things when I am down in Epcot next time. I want to take in this 16-foot statue of Tefiti in person just because just the way it looks on social, it looks phenomenal. So I can only imagine what it looks like in person. So I can tell you, as a person who is in Epcot on Friday night, you cannot see Tafiti when you're walking around World Celebration right now. They've done a really good job with the, the construction walls to where just the angle, you can't really get a good angle on her. At all. At all. Now, if you go on the monorail, you certainly can. Here's the thing. They've walled off so much space, and she's sort of in the middle of the construction area. You would think 16 feet, you could absolutely see that, but just, I, I never found an angle where I could see her. Um... However, I did meet up with Andre from Thrills and Magic on YouTube, and he had arrived at Epcot via monorail, and he got pictures of Tafiti. And it's so funny, because looking at her from a bird's eye view, she looks small. It's, it's really interesting. Wow. Because the perspective pictures that they've got um, on this article we're looking at from Blog Mickey, she looks giant. <laughs> it, it looks like she's towering over Spaceship Earth. <laughs> yeah. It looks like she's about to devour my girl, the Epcot yeah. ball. Just swallow yeah. her whole, absorb her essence. That's right. Like but, like Tafiti will be voiced by Dame Judy Dinch after <laughs> doing damage to Spaceship Earth. But I do think that when you're standing beneath Tafiti as you are participating in the Journey of Water attraction, it's going to be impressive. You know, it's it's gonna be uh, it's going to look significant because of the perspective that they will have you um, looking at her with. So, but yeah, it's it's just sort of funny right now, like the, <laughs> the uh. looking at the differences in the pictures. Uh, she's very detailed and beautiful. I I can't wait to see it in person, but I haven't yet. But I'm excited. Well, okay, I'm not gonna lie that that kind of uh, rains on my parade a little bit. I'm sorry, <laughs> since it is appropriate. This is Journey of Water inspired by Moana. So Landon is now going through a Journey of Water inspired by Justin Monorail right now. Um, uh, but I do, I guess it makes sense that you can't get right up on Tafiti right now or see Tafiti because this is still an attraction that's going to launch in late 2023. They even reiterated that in the statement. So just because there's now a near 20 foot kaiju looking statue in Epcot doesn't mean that, you know, Moana is going to be launching in, in the next six weeks. So, yeah. um, that's like like but but the fact that this was able to be installed overnight in literal yeah, amazing. The cover of darkness that's what disney does man like it, it's like transforming the parks for the holidays you know as soon as the last guest goes out of the park they get to work on doing whatever they need to do mm -hmm. and uh you know you go in the next day and it's like transformed and 
they they just they're real good about like making these big changes under like you said under the cover of darkness it's it's pretty cool you know the other thing i've seen is pictures of the rock work that they're installing for the journey of water and that looks awesome too i don't know mm -hmm. if you've had a chance to see some of that but yeah i i'm pretty excited to see because even though i've heard about it a million times it's been described in articles i've heard you know people talk about it on the social media i have no idea what that attraction is going to be like nope. i really can't wrap my head around it so i know it's a walkthrough but that's really all i know so. and, and and i'm even though it does seem like we might be getting to the point of Moana overexposure across all four parks, this is the attraction where I'm like, okay, this this could be really, really cool. And seeing this 16-foot statue of Tafiti, and yes, like, okay, apparently we, we can't see it all that well when we are in Epcot, but the pictures that Disney has put out, it looks gorgeous. It looks yeah. phenomenal. And this, I mean, you have to imagine this is going to be what your eye is drawn to when you're going through Journey of Water. I mean, how yeah. how can how can it not be what you're looking at as you're walking through this attraction? And I'm kind of like you. I don't know what to expect when it comes to the Journey of Water walkthrough attraction because this is a walkthrough attraction and and me and Steppers, we've talked about, is this going to be an attraction where you need to pack a swimsuit on your day in Epcot where it's like like you got splash pads and stuff like that. Now, I don't think it's going to be something like, uh, like a full-blown water park or something like that, but you would imagine Journey of Water, there is going to be some splash element. There is going to be some part of this attraction where you could get wet, but then again, I mean, their attractions spread out through the Walt Disney World Resort, where you could get wet on those, like Splash Mountain, for example. Now, yes, we know it is going dark um, towards the end of January, but at the same time, that isn't the only attraction where you can get wet. So, I mean, some people are fine walking around the parks in, in shoes and socks that are drenched. Uh, <laughs> me, not so much, but at the same time, journey, journey of Water is something I'm very much looking forward to, partially because, much like you, Jay, I don't know exactly what to expect. Yeah. You know, they have a little splash pad um, over by Creation Shop and the Connections Cafe. It's like on the side where Test Track is. There's a tiny splash pad over there. Because I was thinking they don't really have um, something in Epcot that would really get you that wet. You can get wet on the Frozen attraction, but it, it doesn't happen every time. And I think sometimes it's like a surprise, like if oh, it really gets I, you. I told my mom, no, no, you won't get wet at all. She... Head to toe was <laughs> raunched. Like, like it looked like she might as well has gotten off the boat and swum or swim. Yeah. Swum in swimmed? Why can why, <laughs> why can I not say the past tense of swim? Gotten off and done done the doggy paddle. There we go. I saved myself. Totally covered it. Uh and 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 go to gone and hung out with, with Anna and Elsa and Olaf. I mean, she got drenched. Well, frozen. in fairness, in fairness, your mom is the size of a mouse, so that a little cup of water might have splashed up. That is that, that is very true. <laughs> very getting true. your mom drenched, it might have just been like a nice spot on your shoulder for a normal sized person. Yeah, like, yes, uh, somebody accidentally uh, splashed around their bottle of water, and, and, <laughs> and my mom nearly drowned in the boat. Your mom. <laughs> <laughs> You had to save her. Get the tweezers out. Pull her up out of the water. Help me! Help me, Larry! <laughs> uh, but that's really funny. 
but yeah, like I, I would hope that they'll let us know beforehand about the journey of water because I, I would assume it's not something where you would have to get wet, but maybe there will be opportunities, especially for the kids, oh, yeah. to like mm-hmm. have some interactive water elements that would actually get them, you know, wet and cooled off, which I'm sure the parents will participate appreciate um on a hot epcot day so yeah i definitely see the little ones being more excited more open to you know like running through the water and getting getting wet than you know the grown adults but i but i mean like kids kids love to get wet in theme parks and stuff like that on the splash pads and stuff like that so i i would imagine again journey of water would have some element of that but i mean like just just look at this dang statue it's like i'm yeah i'm a fan of riding the monorails anywhere if i have the opportunity if i could ride a monorail to you know the grocery store here in knoxville i would but like knowing that the only way i might be able to see tafiti when i'm down in epcot is via the monorail i am 1000 percent going to make a point to ride the monorail just so i can see tafiti even if it is like andre said kind of a Eedy beedy tafiti. <laughs> it's all perspective. Exactly. You know, and and, and, that, that and that, that's, that's, that's hilarious. It's 16 feet and it looks small. It does. Uh, he, it's so funny. He showed me the pictures. And it's funny too because really on the monorail, the best angle you get is her backside. <laughs> so. oh, oh, and Jake, speaking <laughs> of that, Ivy on Twitter, phenomenal follow. Love following Ivy. Uh, somebody, uh, she pointed out, yeah, there's an entrance right through what looks like Tafiti's butt. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they did that. Uh, they never think these things through. Nope, nope. Leave it uh, Leave it to, I hate this term, Diz Twitter to, uh, to point it out. I was like, yeah, you're walking in her butt. So <laughs> you're walking in her butt. All right, so staying in Epcot, and this is uh, something Jay and I, uh, we were just talking offline about, something we thought had gone the way of some other canceled announcements in Epcot. Uh, the DuckTales World Showcase Adventure is A, not canceled, B, it's coming soon to Epcot, and according to Disney, is going to debut before the end of the year. Now, I don't know if Disney realizes what I said a few minutes ago, that 2023 is right around the corner when they say that. But anyway, here is what Disney has to say. Uh, Using the Play Disney Parks mobile app, guests can take a trip around the world showcase discovering exotic destinations, exciting mysteries, and maybe even a few thieves, villains, and supernatural guardians of ancient artifacts. Guests will help Huey, Dewey, Louie, Webby, Scrooge McDuck, and friends defeat dastardly villains and recover the seven lost plunders of the world on an adventure that spans the World Showcase at Epcot. Now, this is one of those free things you can do once you get into the parks. Granted, you do still have to get into the parks. That, still not free. But once you are in the parks and you do have the play Disney Parks app downloaded and you have the most updated version, be sure and check that the apps you are using in the parks are updated when you are connected to Wi-Fi because I don't want you to have to use your uh, data package to download these updates once you're in the park. Just save save your headache and save your data. Um, you can use these for free. Um, if you do, fire up the Play Disney Park app right now. It's listed as coming soon. But like I said, Disney previously stated that the debut of the DuckTales World Showcase Adventure will be debuting before the end of the year. So uh, we'll we'll see if it makes the cut here in the next week and a half. Or excuse me, two weeks and a half. Because once again, holy crap, 2023 is in about two and a half weeks. So It's true. It's wrapping up on us. Um. 
I'm excited that this didn't get canceled. I will say that there was quite a high bar set by the Agent P World Sha- World Showcase Adventure. I thought that the interactive elements um, along with that game were just so good. And it would actually, as you played the game and went between the different World Showcase pavilions, there would actually be things around the pavilion that would happen based on what you were doing in the game. So you would actually see physical things occur. Uh, For example, in the Mexico pavilion, um, you would see Doofenshmirtz pop up like with this big satellite and he was trying to i can't even remember what he was trying to do at that point but as you foil his plan you actually would see in the distance in the volcano like doofenshmirtz like flying into the volcano um (laughs) and like it was always like cool things like that in france agent p would go across a zip line like up like you would have to like look up at the like towards the eiffel tower but to the right and you could watch agent p go across on a zip line as you as you played the game um so I'm hoping that there's still going to be interactive elements like that around uh, World Showcase. It doesn't actually specifically say that in the article that we're looking at. It's It just says it's a game in the Disney Parks app. And, um, you know, it could still be a lot of fun. And it is a, it's a cool way to sort of explore around World Showcase if you're, you know, trying to find a new way uh, to maybe find details around the pavilions you've never seen before. So... I highly recommend giving it a try, and I'm just fingers crossed that it's going to be as interactive and cool as Agent P was. And actually, the Kim Possible game that came before it was really good, too. So I, I like all these things. I'm, I'm excited to give it a try. See, I've never done any of these, uh, whether it be the Kim Possible or the Agent P interactive game before. So hearing they were that interactive where it would trigger characters showing up in the mm-hmm. world showcase or agent P going across a zip line towards or around the Eiffel tower, stuff like that. That sounds incredible. So, I mean, yeah. you do mention it, uh, DuckTales world showcase adventure does have quite the high bar to live up to. So hopefully it does live up to that. But I mean, here in the description, you know, uh, you'll see thieves and villains and supernatural guardians around the world showcase. Hopefully we'll see that same type of interactivity now again i just said i've never done anything like this um put yourself in the shoes of a family that has only been down to epcot a few times jay is this something that you would recommend them to do or would you say enjoy your trip enjoy taking in the world showcase of epcot because if you're doing something like this it's a whole lot of look up around the world showcase put your face back in your phone, look up around the world showcase, put your face back in, in, in your phone. Yeah. I mean, I would say if you've got kids who are maybe in like the teen tween years and maybe they're not that into trying the food and shopping in the world showcase pavilion countries, it might be a nice diversion for the kids. You know, it gives you maybe a little bit longer that you can linger in a pavilion cause they're going to be busy doing something. Um, and so that, that is always an option. I think it's great for people who do get to go a lot because, like I said, it's another way to kind of explore. If it was your first time visiting World Showcase or you don't get to go that much, uh, it, it kind of depends. If, if we're talking like you've got a long trip where you're going to be in Epcot a couple of times, then maybe. Um, but if you've just got one shot at it, you know, maybe maybe not. You're right. Like, you don't want your face, like, just plastered into a device um, looking at a screen when you could be taking in, you know, the environment around you. So I, I would say for specific purposes it's going to be really good 
but but I wouldn't just recommend a family who do, who doesn't really get to go that often, you know, trying to do something like that. Like okay. you said, you've never played the games before, and I, I don't think you would say you're missing out on anything in World Showcase, right? <laughs> now, and and but I mean, like, I'm fortunate enough that I get to go down to Walt Disney World and Epcot more than a couple times a year. So next time I'm down there, I might fire up the Play Disney Parks app and just see what the DuckTales World Showcase adventure is about. Because I mean, I love me some classic DuckTales. I love me the new iteration of DuckTales, which by the way, uh, Disney is taking, uh, I guess, animation inspiration from the newer version of DuckTales. Which is kind of like like going back to our conversation we had offline that we brought online. That's kind of part of the reason that I'm kind of surprised this didn't get canceled. Because as far as I know, Disney is no longer carrying forth and making new episodes with the new version of Duck. Right. No, they're not. It's it's off the air now. So. Yeah. So the so the fact that Disney is 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 going forward with this um, activity in the park is kind of surprising. But I am like like I'm I'm glad that they are in any. Um, Representation of DuckTales is, is is pro thumbs up over here on Does Does Disney, but uh, I'm uh, I'm I'm interested to a see if this does go live before the end of the year, like Disney is saying, and b once it does go live, I'm I, I would love to hear what you, the lovely listener, has to say about it. If you and your family have the chance to experience that, get at us on the socials uh, at Does Does Disney at Landos at Justin underscore Monorail at the PHL Pod. Which, um, speaking of some listener interaction, we did have the return of Fast Pass Standby Snack Break. Y'all blew up our mentions. We will get to your answers at the end of the episode. Thank y'all so much for that. But we're gonna get to that later because. We're still not done talking about technology, particularly Disney technology. And this is, once again, another piece of Disney technology I'm a little bit out of my element on. So I'm going to lean on my friend Justin Monorail to kind of uh, give me the lowdown on this because Disney has announced an update to Disney Genie Plus, particularly on the Lightning Lane modifications. Uh, Disney... They've said that guests will soon be able to modify Disney Genie Plus Lightning Lane reservations um, without having to cancel their current reservations. Um, Apparently, this has been a big bone of contention with guests. But again, like I said, I know I, I have zero personal experience when it comes to Genie Plus or Lightning Lanes, but I could see that being aggravating if you have to rather if you wanted to change your current reservation but you can't see what you could possibly change it to without going ahead and canceling what you already have running the risk of you know uh, what's the old adage uh one bird in the hand two in the bush type situation mm-hmm. exactly yeah i i would say that's apt um because in the past maybe you've got a reservation and you booked it because it was the only thing available at the time or that's what you thought your party wanted to do but i mean heaven forbid they change their mind on the day of and maybe they want to do something else with that lightning lane now so it used to be that you would see a time available but you couldn't book it um without canceling like you said without canceling and then by the time you cancel and go back to book that time slot you wanted could very well be gone because Mm. you know i've heard guests talk about how even when they are 
booking like their first lightning lane of the day, they see a time they want to click. And then by the time it processes, the time they actually get is later. So, and that does what? happen. Yeah. Oh, that's brutal. Yeah, that happens. Um, so yeah, it's, it's great. It's just like I compared it to the park pass reservation system. Now it didn't start out where you could modify your park pass to another park. You used to have to cancel it before you could book another one. So it's just a functionality thing. It makes total sense. It's, it's the way it works. You know, it used to work that way with like fast passes and stuff. Um, so I like it. I think it's a good change for sure. It should have been a feature from the beginning. Well, I mean, from the sounds of it, I would agree it should have been something from day one, but I do like the fact that Disney is listening to customers, hearing what they like, and more importantly, in this case, what they don't like, and they are implementing that change. But once the change, once the update, rather, does go into effect, guests will be able to access the modify function functionality by clicking the dot, dot, dot button on the Disney Genie Plus Lightning Lane reservation. Uh, now, I do want to point out, this is just for Genie Plus Lightning Lane. As of this time, there are no changes to the individual Lightning Lane services. Um, maybe that'll come down the line. But as of this recording, as of December 12, 2022, individual Lightning Lanes are staying exactly how they are. But um, I, think, I, I, I think this is a positive that Disney is at least listening to customer complaints in this instance when it comes to Disney Genie Plus, which is already a very divisive subject when it comes to guests in the Walt Disney World Resort. Yeah. If they've got an opportunity to improve it, they should jump on it because mm -hmm. you don't need to give people more reason to complain about a system that we don't like to begin with. So That is a very, very good way to put it. Very, <laughs> very good way to put it. Okay, let's uh, park hop over to Disney's Animal Kingdom. Well, this is, I mean, this is applying news to Disney's Animal Kingdom, but this is some Disney's Animal Kingdom news adjacent because this Friday, um, 13 years uh, later, we're getting a sequel to a movie that nobody wanted. It is uh, the debut of Avatar The Way of Water, y'all. And uh, to celebrate the uh, latest from James Cameron, which kind of surprisingly is getting pretty good reviews uh, so far. And I'll just go ahead and admit I'm going to go see it in theaters and I'm probably going to pay $45 to see it in 3D because uh, even though Avatar, you know, wasn't Citizen Kane or anything, if you went and saw it in 3D in theaters, it is a uh, gorgeous piece of technology and I'm assuming Way of Water will be the same. Uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom is celebrating the release of Avatar's The Way of Water with some new delicious food and beverage options coming to Satuli Canteen in Disney's Animal Kingdom. Now, I will say... If you are an adventure, or if you are not an adventurous eater, if you are one of those people that has a diet of chicken tenders, this is probably not gonna be for you because boy, much like everything at Satuli Canteen, this stuff is out there. We have a salad option, we have a dessert option, and then we have a margarita option. Uh, let's see. Oh, these names, of course, they have to <laughs> be, be uh, of the Navi. Uh, the uh met kain oh lord um the met kain i would say met kaina there we go the met kaina circle gets the square the met kaina mousse is a flourless chocolate cake with chocolate mousse decorated with raspberry jelly uh mango colis uh boba pearls you know uh over then there in uh, world of avatar they love their boba pearls and boba pearl 
<laughs> Where? Uh, <laughs> it finished up with milk and white chocolate garnish. The uh, colorful ocean moon bowl is made with tuna, uh, blue noodles, uh, watermelon radish, pickled daikon, uh, rainbow carrots, avocado, cucumber, and red cabbage with a miso and sweet soy drizzle. Mm. And then you can wash it down with the Elu Splash Margarita, which is a mix of kiwi, uh, meon syrup with a lime juice, sour mix, uh, Corazon tequila, Blanco, and a floating slice of kiwi. Now, the margarita just looks kind of like a margarita if I'm being completely honest. The other two, they look like something you would get on Navi. So, uh, on, well, if you're ever riding on a Navi, Pandora. yeah, shut up, Jake. Shut up. <laughs> I just, I, I just had to read Metakin or whatever it was. <laughs> My brain is broken right now. Um, I okay. So I'm just gonna say it. I'm not a fan of the Avatar movie. Um, I think it's fine. One little piece behind the scenes, I didn't see the original in the theater, and it is one of those things that I think if you didn't experience it like that and you just saw it at home, it's like, eh. I, I can, mean, I, yeah, I, I I could 100% co-sign on that. Without, yeah. But, but I mean, I talked about seeing it in theaters, and it's like, it was one of those things like, okay, yeah, this, this was worth the price of admission. Yeah, and I'm sure that the new one, The Way of Water, is going to be that way too. I will tell you, I don't have any intention of seeing it in theater. It looks like an animated film to me, and I'm not interested in these characters. What I am interested in is new fun food at Satuli Canteen and how, you know, they can enhance Pandora with some of these new changes and things like that uh, from the new films. Totally on board with all that because I love Pandora. I, I love Flight of Passage. I'm a, I'm a, a relatively decently excited about the uh navi river journey i think it's on the wait time i'll agree because that has one of the best animatronics on all property yeah and i like the drinks that you can get in pandora yes i I mean it's it's a it's great i'm a big fan so if this is going to add to my experience in park great um probably meh about the film just personally that's just me hey there and 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 uh, different strokes and all that i i actually was talking with the smoking hot girlfriend even though i'm gonna go see avatar the way of water in theaters i'm am more excited slash interested what new cool stuff is going to be brought to the world of pandora in animal kingdom it's like like after i see the spectacle in theaters it's like I'll wait and see it maybe again on Disney Plus in two years when it drops. Which, by the way, um, James Cameron has already said he's turned in the script for Avatar 4. And the studio said, no notes. It's phenomenal. And there's like seven more after (laughs) that. Like, James Cameron, who wants this? Who wants this? Someone told him and they handed him a boatload of cash. So, Dang it, Bob Chapik. They're going to keep on coming. Regardless of whether we want them or not. Um, and the sad thing is, this thing is going to make all the money in the world. It will. and Which means that it will. they'll keep on making them. Not Avatar, just domestically. It's like The Simpsons. It's never going to stop. Yeah, not just domestic. It'll, be, it'll make a ton of money internationally. And, and you know, whatever. Great. Uh-huh. I, 
the good news is it's like because I never feel like I can catch up with all the blockbusters that are in the movie theater. At least this is going to occupy a spot that I don't have to worry about for a while. I can go see other things. There you go. Like honestly, it's like uh, me and the smoking hot girlfriend. We like uh, we call it movie club. Um, uh, we'll probably end up going to see a movie this Friday. Um, I know uh, her daughter wants to go see it, uh, and it probably won't work for us to go see it this Friday. We might end up go seeing uh, Violent Night, that uh, David Harbour, oh, yeah. uh, Santa Claus uh, whoops everybody's ass for Christmas movie. Yeah. So uh, so fingers crossed. I, 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 I hear that's a lot of fun. Anyway, I have, um, I've heard good things too. Yeah, I want to see it. Back to back to weird looking food you can buy at uh, Satuli Cantina, Jay. So, um, kind of meh on the movie, but you seem to be thumbs up on uh, on the new offerings, which I believe uh, these are limited time offerings uh, to celebrate Avatar: The Way of Water. Uh, if you had to rank them one, two, three, putting you on the spot, what would you think? Well. I do like a dessert, but I tend to be more of like a, a savory, salty kind of person, um, more into like the actual meal than I am the dessert. So that noodle bowl salad, it looks good to me. I, I would eat that for sure. Um, I think the kiwi margarita sounds interesting. So so for me, that would be two. And then the uh, flourless chocolate cake mousse would be three. Like, I'm kind of surprising myself. It's like I... Okay, I'm not surprised myself. Obviously, the beverage is number one, but um, the noodle bowl, I like. Like, there's there's a lot in there that I'm just not down with, but I do kind of want to try it. The blue noodles look cool. They do look cool. I mean, <laughs> they look borderline cool, borderline disgusting. But yeah. I'm like, I'm kind of interested in it. If, like, <laughs> cool, uh, uh, fun. Uh, to quote the dean from Community, this better not awaken anything in me. So, but, <laughs> But like I, it's like that's that's one of those things. Like uh, Satuli Canteen, that's like where they really swing for the fences when they come for their food offerings, and yeah. uh, they are continuing to do so for the way of water. And I, I think that's cool. Um, I will say it is kind of a bummer. You really can't uh, like like, be like uh, can I get it without this and this and this? And they're like, no, no, you can't. No, you cannot. When it comes to Satuli Canteen, because I speak of personal experience because I am a picky eater. So as uh, intrigued as I am about that noodle bowl, I doubt I would ever actually eat it because I'd be like, take three bites. Yeah, this was a terrible mistake and I just wasted, looks at receipt, but uh, we'll call that $27. Well, that just means we need to go together because I'll, I'll let you have a little bite off my plate if you want to try it. Perfect, there we go. Just just even more reason we, we need to spend time in the parks. Great That's idea. Right. Always and, and about food and drink. Yes, and uh, you can order the food, and I'll order the drinks. But the difference between you sharing your food, I will not share my drink. So <laughs> uh, that is not the only new Avatar Way of Water edition coming to Disney's Animal Kingdom. Uh, Disney has announced that a new Tree of Life projection show will debut soon, featuring uh, scenes and characters inspired by and from the new Avatar uh, Way of Water movie. Um, uh, I mean... It, Disney hasn't put forth the actual show yet because it starts actually today uh, for a very limited time. The Tree of Life will awaken in the evening with an all-new experience inspired by Pandora, the world of Avatar, and the film Avatar The Way of Water. But I mean, it's like I'm, I'm a fan of them lighting up the Tree of Life at the evening. I, I wish it was a little bit longer. I wish it was a little bit more involved because as soon as like, oh, wow, this is cool. Oh, I'm, 
Oh, it's over. And I'm hoping since this is for what Disney is hoping to be a, you know, billion dollar blockbuster, maybe they'll put a little bit more runtime on it. But I mean, at the same time, if it's half as cool as the way Pandora is when it's under, you know, under darkness and, and the way they light it up, I think this could be very cool with the tree of life being lit up like Pandora is. In that. I think that could be really cool. Yeah, I, I like the projection shows they do on the Tree of Life, and and yeah, some of them. It, it sort of depends on which one you're you're seeing. Like the Tree of Life Awakening show, um, they it rotates, and there are different things that it does. But um, I, I enjoyed them generally. The, the only problem is the Animal Kingdom like closes at nighttime, mm-hmm. so you don't get to see it that much. Maybe that's yeah. why they make the shows really short because they're like, we got to get people through here. They got to see this <laughs> projection while the and park is still get open. Out. Get <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think it's cool. Again, uh, it's an enhancement. It's something I can see in the park. I think it'll be fun. That'll that'll be if they would show Avatar: The Way of Water on the Tree of Life, I might watch it that way. <laughs> yes, uh, you could show it on a tree, just the way James Cameron imagined. <laughs> <laughs> that genius works in mysterious ways, but um, I mean, like I like you talked about, it's 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 an enhancement. You're already going to be in animal kingdom on your way out at the end of the night and i mean they ain't charging extra for it so check it out and i i do think it's cool that they are doing limited time or limited time uh stuff for the new avatar movie but that's not the only limited time things going on down at walt disney world particularly if you're a annual pass holder uh disney is in the giving mood in uh, this time of year. Disney World has announced a limited time discount for annual pass holders purchasing food and non-alcoholic beverages at select Epcot Festival of the Holiday Kitchens. Um, Disney said in a statement, quote, annual pass holders can enjoy 20% off food and non-alcoholic beverages at select Epcot International Festival Holiday, Holiday Kitchens starting today through December 23rd when using cashless payments. Take a stroll around the World Showcase and sample tasty treats from Holiday Kitchens celebrating the most magical time of the year. Now, uh, they got a list of participating locations. I'm assuming that's all of them? Yeah, I think so. I think that's what they're telling us. I, I don't know if that's... Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, that's every Holiday booth? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, like, 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 I can, like, like, we can rattle them off just to, just to make sure. I mean, uh, Melakaliki Maka Holiday Kitchen uh, near Port of Entry, Holiday Sweets and Treats also near Port of Entry, uh, the new uh, Noche Buena uh, uh, Cochina near Port of Entry once again, uh, Chestnuts and Good Cheer Holiday Kitchen that's going to be near Test Track. Uh, Bavaria Holiday Kitchen, that's going to be in Germany. The American Holiday Table, I bet you can guess that's in American Adventure. Uh, the Tangerine Cafe, Flavors of Medina, that's in Morocco. Uh, in between Morocco and France is going to be Lahaim Holiday Kitchen. Uh, then Holiday Hearth Dessert, that's going to be or the Holiday Hearth Dessert Odyssey. Uh, Yukon Holiday Kitchen in Canada, the Donut Box near Test Track, Refreshment Port near Canada, and finally the Refreshment Port Outpost. Outpost. Yeah, outpost. <laughs> it's at the outpost. Um, uh, and breathe. But yeah, um, uh, if you want to save a little bit of money, I mean, twenty uh, percent off you uh, food and non-alcoholic beverages if you are using cashless payments. Which I mean, um, I'm assuming it's the majority of us at this point. So, I mean, 
there are Ooh. some of us out there still using uh, cash, still using the paper currency because you know it is a legal tender and they do have to legally take it. it it's printed who, right there on it. But still. who are these people? Who who are these people that are using cash? I'd like to <laughs> meet them. dealers. That's who. No. Um, I wanted to point out the range for the discount. Uh, the time frame is from December twelfth through uh, December twenty third. The interesting thing to point out there is that that means uh, if you are anything but an Incredipass holder, um, you are, you're only going to be able. So Incredipass holders, they're going to be able to get that that pass or that discount for the next couple of weeks. Get that pass. If, if you've got the Sorcerer's Pass, your your blackout date starts on the seventeenth. So you only have from the twelfth to the sixteenth to get that. The Pirate Pass, also the same, and the Pixie Dust Pass. Yeah, so only Incredit Pass holders are actually getting that for two weeks. Are going to be able to enjoy the entire thing. Everybody else, five days at most. Just Well, I mean, to be fair, if if you're an Incredit Pass holder, you're paying like $7,000 for it. So you might as well be able to get an additional 20% off. Uh, Disney, oh, tricky. But at the same time, I mean... They don't have to give you that discount, and I mean, there's 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 other discounts that they're giving you, and it's not exclusive to Epcot. How does uh, some annual pass holder um, merchandise sound uh, starting on the 12th, running through the 23rd? Once again, uh, the pass holder merchandise discount at owned and operated merchandise locations around the Walt Disney World Resort will temporarily increase to 30. Disney says that now is your chance to finalize your holiday shopping or treat yourself with it. They actually don't say treat yourself like Donna Meagle. I just did that. Uh, with items from this year's holiday celebration or holidays collections or find that special Walt Disney World 50th anniversary celebrations must have, um, in quote. So um, uh, Disney's, uh, I guess, in the, in the giving mood, hooking up APs with some perks here at the end of the year. Yeah, and I guess in this case it could be any pass holder because you could go to Disney Springs and get and more than likely I w- it sounds to me like this discount would apply at like World of Disney and maybe the Pin Trader place. And I stuff would like imagine that. so. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm sure there's some fine print because God knows there always is. But um, but I mean, I I do like the fact that it's not you know plugged into into park specific stuff. Because, I mean, like you pointed out, there are going to be blackout dates for APs unless they want to, for some reason, come off the hip and buy a day pass to get into the parks. So you can still get your 30% off. And I mean, 30%, that's 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 a pretty decent discount on, oh, on yeah. Disney merch. Absolutely. It's like, it's like I'm going to be honest. Hey, I, I wish that uh, was extended to online because because uh, uh, your boy might be doing some more Christmas shopping if I could go to shopdisney.com and uh, and hook that up. And then that's not the only AP uh, hookup that Disney is offering right now. Uh, once again, starting today, again, running through December 23rd. This is exclusive to a park, but we're talking Disney's Animal Kingdom. There are two exclusive annual pass holder photo pass shots uh one of them is going to be from the disney pixar movie up and then the other one is going to feature some pizzazz uh with fun seasonal props and woodland critters so uh dis or blog mickey has a picture of a family around the uh tree of life pointing up in the sky as the house from up floats off in the background so so that's fun and um i've said it before on this podcast i'm 
I'm a fan of the uh, of the photo passes, particularly the, I guess, what do you call them? Enhanced photo passes, yeah. like magical like this, shots, yeah, magic shots. Yeah, like I, I think I think those are very cool. I'm a sucker for those. So, yeah, they're good. I actually didn't add the photo pass option to my downgraded pass this year, so I, I know I'm going to regret that missing out on all the photo op uh, and the on ride photos as well. And and when you know there's a magic shot. Like that's so much fun to get those, mm-hmm. I, you know, some of my favorites in galaxy's edge, you can get those, go get your picture with Grogu. Who doesn't want a picture with the baby Yoda? Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, I, I think I'll, I'll miss out on that, but it's cool. I, I like when they're adding, you know, things like this, you know, there are a lot of families who maybe get the photo pass that don't realize that there are magical shots that they're going to get. That's a really nice surprise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it still bums me out that they made the, photo pass option and a la carte thing when it comes to annual passes that that that's that that's that's for a whole different yes (laughs) grinds my gears for a whole different uh podcast but if you are an annual pass holder who does still have the photo pass option if you do want these uh magic shots um you can find cast members with the cameras uh Station near the Tree of Life between Africa and Asia, but you do have to let the photographer know that you are an annual pass holder to access said magic shots. But yeah, that that really does suck that uh, that the photo pass is you know a pay for play thing. It's an additional hundred dollars because you know it's not like this isn't an expensive endeavor to begin with. That's right. Yeah. If you get the photo pass, just take advantage of it, man. Like when anytime I've had it, I, yes. especially if I'm with friends, I'm like, if we see a team uh, cast member photographer, we're taking pictures every 1, time. Thousand percent, yes, <laughs> one thousand percent. Because I mean, like, especially at this point, since it's since you're already paying for it, take advantage of it and have fun with it. It's like I've I've lost count how many times I've had a cast member be like, 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 thank thank me for having fun with my photos. It's like, why wouldn't I? I'm having my picture taken in front of Cinderella Castle. So why wouldn't I make a funny face or, you know, do the Landon Doan thumbs up or, you know, give him the finger guns or something like that. I mean, it's like, like have fun with it. It's a, yeah. like, like it's, 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 it's not your headshot for your, for your work badge or something. Come on, y'all. You're at freaking Disney World. Have fun. That's right. Have fun, people. Loosen up. Stop being such stiffies. What? Fine. <laughs> <laughs> little bit of a uh, ticketing i guess premium after our news event we're moving out of you know clearly we moved out of uh, not so scary news we're moving out of very merry news but disney is still doing some after our events they're not they don't you know have fun seasonal names they're just calling them disney after hours now but we do have our first instance of one of those disney after hours events selling out that is going to be the opening night of disney's hollywood studios after hours events wednesday january 4th 2023 selling out now um there are still tons of options for both this and the Magic Kingdom still available. Um, but if you wanted to go for the quote unquote kickoff of Disney after hours season, sorry to break it to you, pal, but uh, the January 4th of 2023 is sold out. But like I said, you do still have your options. Um, I, I, I could rattle off all of these 
dates, but I kind of feel like anytime I say more than three dates, people's eyes glaze over. And I know some people listen to this podcast while they're driving and driving with your eyes glazed over just really seems unsafe. And I don't want to be responsible for any more accidents. I apologize for that, Greg. Um, it's, it's a miracle you survived. So thank you. And I apologize uh, to the people who uh, you hit, but um Magic Kingdom and uh, Hollywood Studios, I mean, they have tons of options. Price points for Magic Kingdom on the <clears throat> low end, it's going to be 135 to get in. On the high end, it's going to be 159 But if you are a pass holder, if you are a DVC member, you do get discounts. Uh, your discount on the <clears throat> low end for DVC and APs is going to be 105 in the Magic Kingdom and on the high end is going to be 129 then for Disney's Hollywood Studios on the low end it's going to be 129 and then on the high end it's going to be 149 and then for DVC and AP members on the low end it's going to be $99 and then on the high end it is going to be looks like 119 now for the after hours events very similar to uh stuff like very merry very similar to stuff like not so scary you do get in the parks starting at 7 p.m the event itself does start at 10 p.m and you have access to rides and attractions um don't believe food and beverage is included like it was for the holiday parties but i mean I would make that trade off for, you know, being able to walk on Rise of the Resistance, being able to walk on Seven Dwarves Mine uh, if I don't get, you know, like a free Coke or something. Um, now, I will say it's like, I mean, depending on how you want to structure your day, like uh, 7 p.m. in Hollywood Studios going to like, say, 1 a.m., that's given you what like six hours in hollywood studios i feel like you can get pretty much everything accomplished in hollywood studios especially once the crowds disperse and you're able to knock out a lot of what you didn't get to do while the crowds are there that's just me though uh jay i know you do have some experience doing some after hour park experiences uh for these price points what are your thoughts would you say yay would you say nay uh on people possibly purchasing a Disney after hours park ticket. Yeah, I, I think it's a nice event. And by the way, the there are snacks and drinks that are included. You can get phenomenal. Uh, yeah, you get ice cream, popcorn, and then select bottled beverages that are included in the price of your after hours ticket. So that is included. Um, I always recommend if you're going to do it, definitely get in there at seven to maximize your value of that ticket. It's, if you don't have like a annual pass park hopper and you're there like on a on a trip where you're buying individual uh, tickets for each park on a day, I think like you said, I think Hollywood Studios getting in at seven and being able to stay till one, you can probably get just about everything that you want to get done completed um, in that time period. Um, you know, I, I think everybody sort of has to weigh the value of it for themselves, but. It, it is cool to have like lower wait times. My experience was I've done an after hours event at Magic Kingdom and I did the villains party one time at Magic Kingdom. Um, and both of them I thought were a little more oversold than I would have liked. And also I, I was a little aggravated that they didn't do a more efficient job of getting the day guest out of the park. Um, mm. Like right when the it was time for the party to start, that was a little bit frustrating to me. Now they don't like 
follow you around and say, oh, you're a day guest, you got to get out of here. Like, there's usually, like, sort of checkpoints where cast members are set up, and if you're not wearing the wristband or whatever it is they give you, they're like, oh, you have to go back towards Main Street. Um, but, yeah, it, it would be nice to get some of the day people out so it is a, a lower crowd uh, for the entire time. Um, I, you know, I, I think it is cool. I, I like the parks at night. You know, if, if you're paying for a single day ticket, I guess you have to figure, how long am I going to spend in the park? Am I going to be in there more than six hours? Or is that about how long I want to be in the park? Then it, it, it could be a good option for you. And uh, I do want to point out, 10 p.m. is when the Magic Kingdom version of Disney After Hours starts. 9.30 p.m. is going to be when the Hollywood Studios version kicks off. So you get eight, an additional 30 minutes in Hollywood Studios with your paid admission. But I mean, at the same time, I, like, I still feel like even more so you'd be able to get stuff done. I mean, yeah. like, I mean, walking on Rise of the Resistance, I mean, like that might be worth the price of admission alone. If, if yeah. you've never been on that attraction and assuming, you know, it's up and running that day. Man, that would that would be a freaking bummer if, <laughs> if, 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 if Rise, which is a very infamous ride for going down, just had one of its like, yeah, I don't feel like working today. Right. Yeah, that would that would be stinky if that was the day it decided to to be showing its itself. But um, I will say, rides are usually uh, limited in the after hours parties. They're not running everything. Rise is going to be the most popular ride during yes. the after hours portion of the event, and I bet that the line is still over an hour. Really? I, I, I'd be willing to say that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, mm. Okay, me ex me saying walk on rise that might be an over exaggeration, but an hour. I I would say I would not be shocked if it is forty five minutes to an hour for most of the party. Like maybe near the end it shortens up a little bit, but that that would be my guess. Now that's way better than four hundred and twenty minutes. That so. is that is that is one hundred percent true. <laughs> yes, one yes. Um, yeah, because I mean, like, like whether it be day, whether it be night, I mean, like that is that is still the biggest draw to Hollywood Studios. So that might be something that you and your party be like, okay, if everybody in the park wants to go stand in line for Rise of the Resistance, let's go hit up Slinky Dog because yeah. I would imagine Slinky Dog at that point. I mean, what, ten minutes yeah, maybe? Fifteen, twenty minutes. But yeah. yeah, which I mean, like, like, like for Slink, that's 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 a phenomenal wait. Or yeah, that's really Story good. Mania. That might literally be a walk on. Yeah, it probably would be. I would say. And 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 Smuggler's Run, you might be able to actually walk on and be able to be a pilot at that point. <laughs> which which that would that would be phenomenal. And I do want to point out, um, uh tickets through March thirty first are still gonna be celebrating the fiftieth anniversary. So you get to celebrate the fiftieth uh, anniversary regalia and all that stuff. Anything past that, because there are a few dates after the thirty first, both in Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studio they're going to have all that stuff down. So if you and your party do want to celebrate the 50th anniversary, be sure and get those tickets before March 31st, because uh, Disney has finally decided to stop celebrating the 50th anniversary of the magic kingdom, because you know, it's it, even though it's well gone past it, but you know, Disney is like, we're just going to keep celebrating it because money. That's right. And uh, speaking of money, uh, we have an update in uh, as uh, the ceremonial changing of the Bobs, particularly uh, who might replace the current Bob. Uh, there have been reports. Well, let's go back a week. 
there was a report that uh, Josh DeMauro and Dana Walden have been tabbed as possible successors to Bob Iger. These reports come from Deadline saying that they were the top contenders to replace newly reinstalled Disney CEO Bob Iger when he steps down in 2025. Now, another report is saying um, current CFO Christine McCarthy is in the running and might be the front runner. Uh, this is noteworthy because uh, McCarthy would become the first female CEO in the 100 years of the Walt Disney Company, which is phenomenal. Uh, the other reason this is noteworthy, you might remember uh, Christine McCarthy's name when she uh, made <clears throat> news not too long ago uh, when Disney started uh, cutting back on its portion sizes at the theme park restaurants to save cost and noted that the portion control, quote, is probably good for some people's waistlines. Roasted. Boom roasted. It, 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 it's always fun when, you know, a, a CFO is uh, fat shaming some of your guests when it costs them $200 to get in uh, your park. And then she wants to, uh, you know, be like, look at the chunk monsters over there. Am I right? Fatty Boomba Laddie. Uh, yeah, got him. Now, um, unfortunately, that's not the uh, most tone deaf thing a Disney executive has said over the last uh, calendar year. But uh, it has since come out that McCarthy may have kind of played a bigger part in the uh, ouster of uh, old Bobby Chaps, former Disney CEO Bob Chapik. Uh, Deadline reported that uh, Dis er, uh, McCarthy told the board of directors that either Chapik had to be fired or she would resign. And given that ultimatum, we all know Bob Chapik was fired. So um, apparently McCarthy has some pull behind the scenes. So it's interesting that this soon into the return of Bob Iger's second reign as CEO of Disney, there's already been three names floated as his replacement. Now I understand he's not here for a long time. He's here for a, well, the, the term is good time, but I don't know if he's even here for that. He's, he's here for a short time. So Disney does have to already have an eye to the future. Two years, Iger stepping down. They have to know who is going to take over his seat because it was botched so phenomenally last time. They can't screw this up again. It's interesting that Josh Tomorrow's name has been floated. It's interesting that Dana Walden's name has been floated. And now Christine McCarthy's name has been floated. And if the reports from Deadline are true, that McCarthy gave the board of directors an ultimatum, it was her or Bobby Chaps, and they chose her over Bobby Chaps, you have to ask yourself, just how much pull does she have behind the scenes? And you have to ask yourself, how are Disney fans going to respond? Because this is already somebody that has been painted with a negative light by park going fans. Because I mean, that whole, you know, it's probably good for some people's waistline comment. Yeah. I like, like just, she might be good with money. I mean, she is the current CFO of Disney. But at the same time, Bob Chapik was probably good with money before he was inserted to be uh, the king of the House of the Mouse. And we saw how well that played out for them. I just like, 
if if Disney was to promote Christine McCarthy as Iger's heir apparent, do we find ourselves at a couple years down the line in the third reign of Bob Iger? Like, <laughs> like I, I, I doubt it would come to that, but at the same time, it's like, I kind of feel like, I mean, this is just me wildly speculating, but if, if somebody has already been painted in a negative light with the park going fans, why go down that path again that you just are trying to hit reverse on with Bob Chapin? It's a good call. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I told you I didn't want this to happen mainly because I don't want uh, McCarthy to be the person that I blame for everything bad that happens. Um, but you know what? I'll do it. I mean, if she <laughs> if, if she's the one that succeeds Bob Iger and becomes the new CEO, fine. Because I cannot even pretend to know everything that went on behind the scenes at at Disney's you know corporate headquarters and with the board of directors and all that sort of thing but after the comment you've referenced a couple of times about guest waistlines then knowing that McCarthy was the one that has been mentioned as the person who maybe started the coup against Bob I mean I mean yeah. deadline says she she was one of the executives who led a rebellion against yeah. Chapin you just got to wonder rebellion you just got to wonder a little bit about that. Like, was it all in her own interest? Not necessarily in the interest of the company, but more in the interest of, hey, I think if, you know, people, I already know people don't like this guy. If, if maybe we get the embers kind of stoked here and build a fire, I could be the next person that steps into that seat. You know, I don't know. It's 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 like you said, it's games Game of Thrones level stuff. It people really just going is. after that Iron Throne. And and the crazy thing is, this is just the stuff that's been leaked out and 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 whispered to the public. We will never know, one hundred percent, what happened behind the scenes with the ceremonial changing of the bobs. Yeah. It, I mean, and this is some Game of Thrones stuff. And it's like, I mean, I know you, Jay. You love Daddy tomorrow, and like, I I know he has his detractors online. Um, I don't think he's this infallible figure that some people build him up to be online but why not give him a shot at the throne like he at least has more positives with the fans than somebody like like christine mccarthy who i mean like like is already out here calling calling half the people fat like why like 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 if this is where y'all are heading for 2025 Oh boy, um, the 2027 uh, podcasts of Daz Does Disney. I mean, I can just like uh, run run these episodes back and just uh, copy paste Bob Chapik's name and in, uh, insert Christine McCarthy. I guess. Well, and, and, and that is that is true. Um, I don't want to be overly harsh to Christine McCarthy, but uh, the article does go on to say, in fact, McCarthy has shown her chops during various mergers under Iger. So her and Bob Iger do have some business uh, relationship, some uh, acumen working together and in navigating the financial hardships of the COVID-19 pandemic specifically. So, I mean... 
Iger does know McCarthy and McCarthy does know Iger. So hopefully with that and hopefully learning from the lessons that they, again, hopefully learned from the Bob Chapik error, they won't go down that same road in 2025. But at the same time, it's like, not going to lie, this one kind of raises my eyebrow when I saw her name being floated as the future heir apparent, yeah, so to speak, of the Walt Disney World Company. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, like, if, if, if she can be the first female CEO of Walt Disney World, phenomenal. Congratulations, Christy. And I mean, you don't get there by accident. That's true. And sometimes it takes stabbing people in the back to climb up the corporate ladder. But you never know. Hey, quote Omar Little, it's all in the game. <laughs> all in the game. So uh, that, that kind of feels like a little bit of a downer. But I don't want to end the podcast on a downer. I want to end the podcast on a positive. I want to end the podcast on a little bit of a Christmas gift. Maybe, maybe even a little bit of a Christmas song, a Christmas carol, if you will, Jay. How about we bring back Fast Pass Standby Snack Break? Yes, the people yeah. demanded it. We're going to do it. We even brought back the comedy horn. I'm going to say it again. Fast Pass Standby Snack Break. <laughs> ah, there it is, that comedy horn. <laughs> oh, I'm just giving myself more more work to do in, uh, in, in post. It's phenomenal. One more time. Give me the horn. <laughs> Yeah, okay. So uh, if you're not familiar with Fast Pass Standby Snack Break, um, we like to throw out a question. We list three Disney-related things, and we want you to rank them. If you're going to Fast Pass something, this is something that you and your party cannot miss. So you're going to book a Fast Pass for them. And yes, this concept, we came up with it back when Fast Passes we're still a thing, and no, we're not going to change it for Genie Plus slash Individual Lightning Lane. We are not going to do that. If you want to stand by something, you and your party, you want to you partake in it. But it's not necessarily your must-do thing, but you're willing to wait in line for it. You want to give it some time, but it's not going to be your first priority. And then if you want to snack break something... Well, you're willing to hold the purses, you're willing to hold the backpacks, the fanny packs, maybe, while the rest of your party goes get and stands in line. Uh, not something you're necessarily interested in. So uh, we threw out a very appropriate, I thought, question, considering the season. Uh, and the day we're recording this, we find out it's even more out of an appropriate question because today, December 11th, is the 30th anniversary of the release of The Muppets Christmas Carol. So the question we asked you, the lovely listener, was what is your Fast Pass standby snack break of the Disney versions of A Christmas Carol? I've already mentioned The Muppets Christmas Carol. We have the classic Mickey's Christmas Carol. And then we have Disney's A Christmas Carol starring Jim Carrey. I threw out this question this past Thursday on Twitter at Does Does Disney and y'all blew me up and I thank you for it and we are going to get to your answers. Now, Jay, do you want to read an answer first? That is my gift to you this season. Oh, 
How kind. Sure, I'd love to break the ice here. Um, let us begin at the at the. I mean, you know, with some people that we know in our in a, with our friends in the podcasting community, people that we consider family. Definitely part of the Monorail fam. It'll be everybody's response- part of the Monorail fam. Well, that's what are true. you talking about, baby? Well, we can say that about all these people. That is true. Uh, but we're going to start with Dillo's Diz. Dillo's uh, Diz, my favorite member of the Monorail family. <laughs> we're bringing it back. <laughs> um, I'm going to guess this was written by Frank, just based on the responses here. And uh, But apparently Jen, is is she didn't respond. I guess she's allowing Frank to speak on her behalf on this one. Wow. Her, her, her first mistake, but okay. Yeah. So this is the answer. Can safely answer this on behalf of the both of us. Fast Pass, Mickey's, it's perfection. Okay. Standby, Muppets. Frank couldn't get past Jim Henson's absence back then. Still not over it now. Wow. And then Snack Break, Jim Carrey. Okay, LOL. Not my Scrooge, not my Grinch, but Andy Kaufman, sure. Um, <laughs> all right. I, I actually like the Jim Carrey Grinch, so... I enjoy that one. I won't say yet how I feel about the Jim Carrey Christmas Carol, but yeah, yeah. I like that one. Yeah, we got to save our answers for the end. Yeah. Got to save it for the end. All right, over to you. All right, next up, Natalie, who is my favorite member of the Monorail family. Uh, she had to break out the Notes app for this one. She put some thought into this, and I appreciate it. She even gave it a header. It's phenomenal. Fast Pass, Standby, Snack Break, colon christmas miracle edition fast pass mickey's listen this was a tough one but the fact that goofy has been ingrained in my brain as jacob marley has given it a leg up for the purpose of nostalgia standby muppets it's a laugh out loud delightful and serves as a faithful adaptation of the classic tale i'll stand by for this one as long as it takes and snack break, Disney's A Christmas Carol. It gives me the creeps. It does a good job of telling the story, but it's not a quote, watch every year for me. I will happily hold the shopping and watch the strollers while everyone else partakes on this one. Thank you, Natalie. You are my favorite member of the Monorail family. Wonderful. All right, Broke out now we're over to Tony, the Disney dad from Disney Discussions Podcast. He said, yay! This is easy for me. (laughs) That is appropriate because his fast pass is Muppet Christmas Carol. The best version of this story, he says. Stand by, Mickey's. I have fond memories of watching this every year on ABC. They packaged it with Pluto's Christmas tree and other shorts. And then snack break Jim Carrey and the vomit emoji. Wow. Okay. All right. Not a a lot of love for uh, Jim Carrey so far. Some strong opinions on uh, Jim Carrey. By the way, Tony, the Disney dad, my favorite member of the Monroe family. Jim Carrey, apparently not my favorite member of the Monroe family so far. Well, wow. I think he may ask to leave the Monroe family after this treatment. No, Jim, Jim, stay. We love everybody. Well, except our <laughs> listeners. Not so much. But I love you. I love you. You were you were great in uh, that one movie where everybody was dumb. What, what, what was it called? <laughs> Uh, stupid is as stupid does. Uh, next up, go. we got Kevin, who is my favorite member of the Monroe family. Kevin, he's going to fast pass Mickey's any of the Upon a Christmas, as he says. Standby, Muppets, 
And once again, we're snack breaking. Jim Carrey voicing 50 people like Tom Hanks in Polar Express. Jim Carrey is getting murdered in here. Apparently, oh that's what our listeners are giving Jim Carrey for Christmas. A beatdown. <laughs> yeah, well, um, I hope he wants seconds because here we go. We've got Keenan from part of our world podcast which i think they've now rebranded their kingdom and beyond if if they ever come well, back keenan uh, he, he might have rebranded but i'm brandon keenan is my favorite member of the monorail family well there you go all right fast pass muppets if anyone says otherwise they are confused this is one of if not the best retellings of a christmas carol y'all just got keenan <laughs> take that hashtag uh, keenan um standby jim carrey oh okay surprising I okay. actually really like this version. It's fairly faithful to the text. English teacher nerd, so I care. And aside from the weirdness of some of the animation, I think it's a lot of fun. Snack break Mickey's. Don't get me wrong, I love a Mickey's retelling of a classic. I just like the others better. Okay, so, well, okay, mm. Jim Carrey is on the nice list for Keenan, apparently. Can we go back to something he said? Mm -hmm. He's an English teacher? Is this some sort of book? <laughs> I don't know. I don't read, man. <laughs> By the way, that's a, that's a joke. I know it was a graphic novel. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> next up is Crispy, who is my favorite member of the Monroe family. Mickey, Mickey Muppets Disney Christmas Carol. So I'm gonna go uh, Mickey, his Fast Pass. Muppets, his standby. Disney's Christmas Carol, his snack break. It's hard for me to choose between Muppets and Mickey. Memories of watching Mickey with my daughter is the tiebreaker. I get that. I totally get that, especially around this time of year. Um, I would imagine, Crispy, you are not the only one that has memories tied to doing something with a family member, with a loved one, so that, that sways you one way or another. There are no wrong answers. Okay, with the exception of the Jim Carrey one, apparently there are no wrong answers, according to our listeners. Thank you for weighing in with that. And uh, go follow Crispy on his uh, YouTube channel, Crispy's Theme Park Adventures as well. All right, jumping over to Lewis at Disney Pick a Day on Twitter. He He's says, my favorite member of the Monroe family. Easily have a consensus here. Muppet Christmas Carol is amongst the best Christmas Carol adaptations, even using quite a bit of the original text. So fast pass. Mickey's adaptation is good, but not special enough for standby. And I would leave if anyone I was with did the other one. So... <laughs> Basically, Lewis is uh, going format. around the rules here. Broke the format. <laughs> we don't even have a standby. He's just only fast passing Muppet Christmas Carol. The others can take a hike. He truly is hashtag saving the Muppets. Yes, he is. <laughs> uh, in classic Lewis style, bucking the system. Yep. I respect him being, uh, you know, consistent. He's consistently Obstinate. bucking the, the system. <laughs> He truly is my favorite member, but no, no, he's, he's not truly my favorite member of the Monroe family. This next answer is my favorite member of the Monroe family. And that's Donna because us here on does does Disney. We love Donna. Donna's the best. Donna is going to fast pass Mickey's Christmas Carol. She's going to stand by Muppet Christmas Carol. And then she's going to snack break Jim Carrey Christmas Carol. Love Donna here on the monorail. Thanks so much. Merry Christmas, Donna. All right. Now we've got Marissa at Think Mickey Blog on Twitter. She says, Fast Pass Muppets. It's fun. And the seriousness of Michael Caine makes it. Stand by Mickey's. It's good. Fun take on the classic. 
And then snack break, Jim Carrey. No, thank you. Never, ever. I do not wish to elaborate further. <laughs> Sam, I am. Um, wow. Okay. Mm. She did post a little picture here, and it says, Director. Okay, so it's a Christmas carol, but with Muppets. So, you know, feel free to have fun with it. Be a little silly. Michael Caine. I'm going to play this entire thing as serious as a car accident. <laughs> and he did. He did. And, uh... A um, couple things from uh, from that tweet. Uh, apparently, a lot of our listeners have very strong opinions on Jim Carrey. And uh, another thing, if you want to say uh, Michael Caine like he would, uh, say my cocaine in a British accent, and you can say uh, my cocaine. <laughs> Try it, everybody. Wherever you are right now, whether you be driving, whether you be riding a subway, whether you're listening at work. One, two, three. I hope you made eye contact with someone while you did it too. Same. If you were like cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Next up is my favorite member of the Monroe family. It's Jeffers. Wait, no, that's Steffers. Stick it. But still, it's Jeffers. Um, uh, he says this is a good one. Thank you, Jeffers. Uh, I will take all the credit for coming up with this. So uh, in your face, Jay. Uh, he's gonna fast pass Muppets. He's gonna stand by Mickey's, and then he will snack break whatever that other one was. Wow, okay. Jim Carrey's just being savaged in this. Oh, yeah, buried. <laughs> All right, now we've got Main Street Electrical Holiday Arcade at Arcade Main on Twitter. This like the easiest one ever. Okay, uh, we, we're gonna need a few more words in that sentence. <laughs> Muppets Fast Pass, Mickey Standby, and that bleep version of a Christmas Carol can go to bleep while I take a snack break. Wow, wow, strong opinions. Okay. Our did, audience what, hates Jim Carrey. What did Disney's Christmas Carol do to you, Main Street Electrical Holiday Arcade? Holy guacamole. Yeah. Ouch. All right. Next up is my favorite member of the Monorail family. It's Paul. Paul is uh, fast-passing Muppets. He's standby Mickey. And then he's snack-breaking the Disney's Christmas Carol in parentheses while watching Muppets on my phone, which you can <laughs> totally do if you download the Disney Plus uh app on your phone so uh there you go okay now as far as i could see here's our last one so so closing it out with michael rigney is that correct yes this a, okay. is our last entry got in right under the wire make sure we want to read michael's entry because michael's my favorite member of the monorail family yeah here we go hello it's been a long no it's been i'm gonna i'm just gonna improvise can i just make up what he said i mean like um, like if you want to snap and do some uh some jazz as well with it like 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 skilly pop i was ready to start singing like been a long time it's a rock and roll <laughs> um, that is not jazz no <laughs> hello it's been too long since i've chimed in but still a loyal listener for sure fast pass for me is mickey's christmas carol it's hard to beat the mouse Stand by a Christmas Carol with Jim Carrey. He thinks he did a bang up job. And then snack break, a Muppets Christmas Carol. It's good but not great. Is that the first one we've gotten for Muppets in the? I I, I think break? Michael is the first one to uh, snack break on the Muppets. Okay. Wow, uh, Michael. Around here, we've got this little movement we like to call hashtag Save the Muppets, and oh, we will nice. not allow this. Be kind nice. Of talk. <laughs> he's he's a longtime listener and my favorite member of the Monorail family, Jay. He did say, on a personal note, the 1970s Scrooge with Albert Finney is his all-time favorite form. Uh, the look of the soundstage that makes up the setting to the fantastic songs. It's a must for me to watch every year. There you go. All right. Nice. Yeah. Mm, very I, I cool. 
I haven't seen that one. And yeah, when I was going to say, say I'm, I'm not familiar with that one either. Yeah, when you say Scrooge, I think Scrooged, which yeah, we did with, not include in this list. It, it is not a Disney. Well, it might be a Disney movie now. Disney's bought everything, but still, it's not. Uh, we could only include three. Come on, guys. Once again, we're not in, we're not going to expand it to Genie Plus or individual Lightning Lanes because I mean, Fast Pass to end by Snack Break doesn't exactly roll off the tongue to begin with anyway. If I if I have to start calling it Fast Pass Stand by Genie Plus individual Lightning Lane Snack Break, I mean, <laughs> I'm just going to quit podcasting at that point. So I don't even know how you choose what's better, a Fast Pass or an individual Lightning Lane, like because hmm. you're saying you would pay. For the individual lightning lane so oh that yeah must be the see, see i was gonna think maybe you would go fast pass because it's free but because you're putting your money where your mouth is that's literally you putting your money where your mouth is yeah so wouldn't that make it your first i think so i think you'd have we're to overthinking this it doesn't matter we're not doing this don't at us <laughs> okay scrap it <laughs> All right, so uh, that is uh, you, the lovely listener, weighing in. Thank y'all so much. And uh, just based on this response, uh, maybe maybe we'll uh, bring back Fast Pass. Stand by snack break on a more regular basis. Uh, we'll see what it looks like at the beginning of the year. But before we get to the beginning of the year, heck, before we get to the end of this episode, Jay, I think that means we got to give our answers. So uh, why don't you drop a little knowledge on us? Well, I don't know if I got knowledge, but I have opinions for sure. I mean, we've all listened to this podcast. We know you don't have knowledge, but but boy, are you fun to listen to. So. Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> um, okay, so for me, th this one is a little bit hard, and it, and it really does come down to nostalgia, because Mickey's Christmas Carol is one of those classic annual Christmas traditions for me. I, I've watched it every year for as long as I can remember, and Muppet's Christmas Carol came along a, a little bit later, so... You know, if I'm leaning on nostalgia, I would give the edge for Fast Pass to Mickey. But honestly, I think Muppets has surpassed it, in my opinion. I, I love that movie a lot. It's a lot of fun. I like what they did with the characters. Um, I think it, it's, it, I mean, absolutely, um, in the, um, amongst, like, rightfully spoken about amongst, like, classic Christmas films at this point. And so that's my Fast Pass. For Standby... I would go Mickey's now because that would be the default. Um, I love Mickey's Christmas Carol. It's so good. It actually, um, the part with the parts with Tiny Tim make me feel very sad. More so than the Muppets one. The Mickey's one makes me feel very sad about Tiny Tim. Uh, and then I, my snack break would also be uh, Disney's A Christmas Carol starring Jim Carrey and Jim Carrey and Jim Carrey. Um, <laughs> I don't hate it, but it is kind of creepy and it's not my favorite thing that they've ever done so um if it's on i would watch it but uh it, it there's no way i would put it above the other two yeah i'll i'll go bottom to top uh my uh snack break is also going to be the jim carrey a christmas carol uh you talking about it being creepy i think that is a good example of the uncanny valley they talk about when it comes to cgi technology where like it there's just something off with the way it looks yeah. and and there's like just something very off-putting about with the way these characters look the entire movie and i don't outright hate it like maybe some of our listeners do um uh but to me like it doesn't really move the needle so it comes down to um a muppet's christmas carol and then a mickey's christmas carol and kind of echoing what you talked about like and 
what some of our listeners talked about. Nostalgia plays a very heavy role in this. But I think I'm going to zig when some people think I'm going to zag. I'm going to stand by Mickey's Christmas Carol because I do remember growing up on this. This was something I watched every year, me and Tyler. We would we would watch around this time of year and we would get in the mood uh, for Christmas. And I mean, like, I can still fire it up and smile from beginning to end. And I mean, it's like, like, like heck, you got a character named Scrooge McDuck. He's, he's made <laughs> for, for, for that character. But I mean... A Muppet's Christmas Carol is one of these new Christmas traditions that I've added to my repertoire in recent years. Like, like this is a must-watch every year for me. I think one of our listeners talked about like this is this is my definitive version of a Christmas Carol. In my opinion, this is the best version of a film version of the Christmas Carol. Yeah, okay, like Gonzo and animal and Fozzie bear running around but like michael kane is phenomenal in the role yeah. of scrooge and and he's playing off of the muppets mm -hmm. and it's so dang good it's entertaining it tells the story very well there's light moments there's a couple dark moments the music in it is phenomenal um so for that reason i'm going i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna fast pass a muppet's Christmas Carol. And uh, I didn't even realize this, uh, that some of the uh, talking on how good the music was uh, on the Disney plus version, the default version, they cut one of the songs when the love is gone. There is a way you can watch the full version with when the love is gone on Disney plus what you got to do, go to uh, when you go to select Muppets Christmas Carol tab over to the extras version, select extras, and then scroll down and choose the version, the full version with that song in there. I didn't realize that that song A had been cut and then B, Disney had put that on Disney Plus. So thanks to the listeners for pointing that out to me this week when uh, we put this question up there. Uh, best listeners in the podcasting game for pointing stuff like that out uh, to me. I, I, I think that's great that the full version of The Muppets Christmas Carol is available on Disney Plus. So, I mean... Um, I think it's cool. Hopefully y'all come here to learn a couple things about Disney each week. And in this instance, y'all are teaching me something about uh, one of my favorite Christmas movies. Cause this is, like I said, a staple of my Christmas traditions. It's like I watch a Muppets Christmas Carol at least once a year. And then while I'm wrapping Christmas gifts, I'll get drunk and watch Ernest Saves Christmas. Those are, those are <laughs> two of my new Christmas traditions. So, um, yeah, uh, not ha not having anything to do with the Ernest Saves Christmas. For that reason, I'm I'm fast passing a Muppet or the Muppets uh, Christmas Carol. Perfect. I, love I almost it. called it the Muppets Save Christmas. Well, they kind of do. Could you imagine if uh, Ernest and the Muppets teamed up? I think that would have been too beautiful for the world, which is why we never got such a thing. Yeah, the world would have just imploded on itself in just a big smile. That would have been the peak of humanity. So where where uh -huh. would we have gone from there? Maybe I, I, maybe like once. Once we all pass on from this life uh, and, 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 and we cross through the pearly gates, we're, we're greeted by Jim Varney and Jim Henson. They're like, hey, Vern, you need to check this movie out. And it's, and it's uh, Ernest and the Muppets Save Christmas. That'd be nice. Yeah. A nice way to ease on into heaven. I, yep. I, I approve. <laughs> well, and on that note, uh, that is now the end of the podcast. Uh, Jay, thank you so much for joining me on now a third straight episode of Does Does Disney. And like I said, if you pass the audition, maybe we can make this a uh, more regular 
thing. But we'll have to uh, see what happens at the beginning of the year. But in the meantime, where can the lovely listener find you? And speaking of the beginning of the new year, uh, something might be happening with your podcast around that time, might it? It might just be. That is very true. So on the socials, you can find me, Justin underscore monorail. But if you want to find my project, you can find the Passholder Lounge at the PHL Pod on Twitter, the Passholder Lounge Podcast on Instagram. And I am taking a small break from the weekly shows as I get ready for phase two of the Passholder Lounge. We are taking the show live on youtube and we are going to be streaming every tuesday starting in january eight o'clock on youtube i already created the channel so if you go to youtube search for the passholder lounge podcast or the passholder lounge you should be able to find me it's got the same logo that you would see on itunes or any of the pod catchers um no videos posted yet but we're going to start getting that content out there i'm thinking it most likely launch date not january 2nd i think that's that's still going to be sort of a busy time ramping down from the holidays. But let's say officially we're going to start, um, or I'm sorry, not the third, because that's the Tuesday. So not the third, but we'll start on the 10th. We're going to just kick it off January 10th, 1 10, 23, 8 p.m. Eastern on YouTube. Love, love to have all of you. Do it. Go ahead. And you can subscribe now. And if you hit the bell, you'll get a reminder and notification when I go live, which is going to be very important because that's the show. Yeah, be sure to hit subscribe, especially hit that bell icon, because this is going to be a live podcast. You're going to want to interact. It's going to be fun. I'm going to be making appearances every now and then. Um, so, uh, you know, you can get this magic uh, several times a week, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good uh. stuff. Yeah, the, and the idea is that I'm going to be sending out my uh, the link to the live show to like some of the folks you've heard on the podcast on a weekly basis. And Basically, it's, it is going to be sort of an open door policy, just like a, a lounge should be. And whoever can make it can make it. And we'll <laughs> have some drinks and we'll have a good time. We'll interact with the chat. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. All right. And where can people find you once again on YouTube? It's the Passholder Lounge. So search. Have you tried it? Did you try searching? I am currently trying to search. Yes. Yeah. So let's see. I'll do it live, too. So it should be uh, the... Passholder, which is one word, and then lounge, and search for the channel. Let's see. Right now, well, you know what? I'll tell you an easier thing to do, because it looks like it's not coming up, maybe because I don't have any videos posted yet. But here's what you can do instead. If you go to my Twitter, at the PHL pod, and we can do this live, too, to make sure that it makes sense. Okay. So we're going to go to my Twitter. The PHL pod. And then if you go like to the page, I've got a link to my link tree that you can click on there. And then on the link tree, it says subscribe on YouTube, subscribe on YouTube. And then there we go. It takes you to the correct channel. So that works. Kaplow. So if you if you follow that path and the link tree is on, is linked on my Instagram too, the Passholder Lounge podcast on Instagram. So either way. Get to the link tree, and then you can definitely get to the YouTube. And you'll be ready. Exactly. You're going to be ready for the beginning of January. You can get in there with Jay. 
possibly me on some weeks. But regardless, you're going to be there with Jay and a cast of phenomenal people. And you can interact with the show as well. It's going to be fun. I know 1,000% that I'm looking forward to participating. And even on weeks that I can't participate, the audio still going to be dropping every Friday morning in the iTunes store, in the Google Play store, wherever you get your fine podcasts, right? True. Very true. Thanks for pointing that out, sir. Hey, that's what I do, baby. That's what I do. Follow me on Twitter, L-A-N-D-O-Z. Please go follow me, Landon Doan. I'm the best, Landon Doan, not the rest. That's where you're going to follow me. 280 characters at a time on Twitter. I also run a website, buttmunchchips.com. Buttmunchchips. Sit on your butt and munch. Ooh, spooky. I uh, don't know what that voice is, but I like it. Anyway, uh, that's where you can find really old stuff I did in my college radio days. Uh, interviews with the cast of Aqua Teen Hunger Force, Venture Brothers, uh, Futurama, podcasts on like Marvel movies, video games, wrestling. Uh, I just beat God of War Ragnarok. I don't have a podcast on that, but I just wanted to mention I beat God of War Ragnarok. It's really good. Like really, really good. I can't wait for them to drop New Game Plus on that so I can go back and rebeat it with all my dope gear with Kratos and Atreus and the rest of the crew, but that was a really fun game. Rebeat. Yeah, rebeat. Uh, that rebeat. Game. <laughs> okay, uh, Frogman. And then uh, I also appear on a uh, on The Phil Show, <laughs> News Talk 98.7, WOKI radio station locally here in Knoxville, Tennessee, streaming 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at Newstalk987.com, also available in the iHeartRadio app and the Newstalk 987 app as well. So, uh, Jay, that feels like a pod. Any final thoughts before we hit the dough? I just want to say, because I'm not I'm not totally sure, I expect that if you do a show next week, I might be able to jo join you, but I'm not totally sure. So I just want to say, if that's the case, I hope everyone has a nice holiday. If you celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas. Christmas. If you celebrate any of the holidays, just I, I hope you have a nice one, get to be around your family, and, and take some time to just kick back and relax if you can i know we probably got some some friends out there working in the retail world where this is going to be a real busy time for them but i hope i hope you make it through okay and uh, i really appreciate you listening to, to this show and and me on the phl pod thanks for all your support this year and looking forward to a, a, a real big 2023 well awesome and uh hopefully our schedules can work out that uh, you can join me for four straight in a row but if not you we'll know see. uh merry christmas buddy love you and uh we will join up again in the new year so how about that yeah merry christmas i love you too man and i and i love all the the monorail fam yeah monorail fam out there the monorail family is my favorite member of the monorail family how about that yes all right thank a cast member and thank a team member uh disney and universal pay your cast members and pay your team members a living wage without them none of what you have going on happens we love coming down to your parks we tolerate spending all of our money at the parks. But again, without them, your machine doesn't work. So treat them and pay them like the rock stars they are. Be decent to each other. You don't know how far a kind word or a kind gesture will go because you don't know what everybody else has going on in their life. It costs you nothing to be nice. So why not be nice? And take care of yourself as well. I'm not talking just physically. I'm talking mentally. Too. This time of year can be incredibly rough on people. So take care of yourself and breathe. Have a little bit of fun. If you do both of those things, that would mean the world to me. 
So for my friend, Justin Monorail, my name is Landon Doan. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Dodds Does Disney because you've been great. We've been Dodds Does Disney. Stay tuned for the secret sound, you Jedi scum. That's very good. Well, unintentionally perfect. Yep. The story of my life. Hello. Hello there. Nice shirt. Thanks, man. It's one of our twinsy shirts. <laughs> yeah, I totally... do. I don't I don't know if I realized you had the, that shirt. I don't wear it a lot because something happened the very first time I watched it. <gasps> oh, no. And look, it like cut the M off. Yeah, it says Macho Ann. Yeah, it is. I'm I'm retweeting um, the Tom and Michelle tweet about the podcast. That yeah, came I out saw today. that. That's exciting. Yeah, we had a good time. I think it's going to be a really good episode. Um, well, they, they they do good work anyway. They do. They do a great job. Their show is highly produced. But Tom's a radio guy like you, so it makes sense. Well, just just because just because we're radio guys doesn't mean you know it's going to be highly produced. <laughs> well, it means you lower know what you're your doing. expectations, there, Cujo. It means you know what you're doing, and you take the time once again. Take... Lower your expectations, <laughs> there. I have never once said I know what I'm doing. Are you drinking mimosas this week? No, 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 no. Just water. Just water. Yeah. How are you doing? What have you got? I am drinking a uh, barrel project uh, aged in a bourbon barrel imperial peanut butter stout. Wow. From Tailgate in Nashville. 10.1% alcohol. Aged well, 18 months. So uh, Sounds delicious. It also oh, sounds heavy. It's very good. And it is very heavy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but man, that sounds tasty for sure. It's beautiful from all sides, just like my ass. Like, like Tafiti will be voiced by Dame Judy Dinch after doing damage to Spaceship Earth. Like, it looked like she might as well has gotten off the boat and swum or swim. Yeah, swum in swimmed. Why can <laughs> why, why can I not say the past tense of swim? <laughs> gotten off and done done the doggy paddle. There we go. I saved myself. Totally covered it. Eedy beedy Tafiti. You're walking in her. But would it really be better if it said Lanch Party, Kevin? Fucking what? I always think that when I'm hitting launch for the meeting. The <laughs> office, the Lanch Party. That is, wow, that is a deep cut. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched it way too many times for me. It's all just part of my vernacular. Any See, like, like my version of that is Parks and Rec. Like, like if if I need a comfort watch, it's always Parks and Rec. Yeah, I, I switch between the two, honestly, but I think I've watched The Office more. Like uh, me and Lindsay, we were uh, at uh, our friend Zach's bar in Market Square, and uh, they they had like I think it was like IFC on mute, mm -hmm. and they were they were they were airing like back to back to back episodes of Parks and Rec, and at one point I was able to explain to her what was happening scene by scene by scene <laughs> by scene without sound, and she's like, you've watched this show a lot, haven't you? She's like, you have no idea. It's true, yeah. <laughs> Just a bit. Yep. And I told her she was my awesome sauce. To quote the Dean from Community, this better not awaken anything in me. Have fun, people. Loosen up. Stop being such stiffies. What? <laughs> No.
It's been, I'm going to, I'm just going to improvise. Can I just make up what he said? I mean, like, um, like if you want to snap and do some, uh, some jazz as well with it, like, 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 skilly pop. I was ready to start singing like, been a long time, but some rock and roll. <laughs> um, that is not jazz. No. <laughs> We're overthinking this. It doesn't matter. We're not doing this. Don't at us. Where's the Kataro button? I'm excited about cocaine bear. I don't know about you. I have enjoyed people make like taking the cocaine bear poster and then taking one of the country bears from Country Bear Jamboree and putting their picture and it just says country bear. <laughs> I have not seen that. That's great. Yeah, that was pretty smart. That's how you do it. I think they took old liver lips. The land or like the imagination pavilion looking back, you've got big walls in the way. And, mm -hmm. you know, it'll just be nice when all that comes down and you can get pictures from all over the place. Mr. Uh, Iga, bring down that wall. I don't know yes. why uh, uh, John F. Kennedy would be telling him to bring down that wall. <laughs> well, maybe it's because I can't do a Ronald Reagan. Well, that, that's, that's not, not a bad. bad Ronald Reagan. That's really not bad. <laughs> you pulled it out. I surprised myself, Mommy. <laughs> <laughs> Eedy beedy tafiti. It's beautiful from all sides, just like my ass. Okay. Secret sounds going to be weird this week. <laughs> You know, there's there's a lot of stuff I can do well. Heck, there's even a couple things I can do very well. But when it comes to graphic design, that is one thing I cannot do at all. Thankfully, I have a friend in Matt and love of the mouse multimedia. You know and love their work. The sleek and soon-to-be-beloved logo for this very podcast, Does Does Disney, that was them. The classic morning monorail logo and all its variants, that was love of the mouse too. And not only does Love of the Mouse have an incredible talent for graphic design, they're easy to work with and collaborate. They listen to your ideas and suggestions, then they bring them to life. So if you're looking to start your own blog, podcast, YouTube channel, Etsy shop, whatever creative outlet that you're thinking of, Love of the Mouse can help your brand to stand out in the crowd. Connect with Matt on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram by searching Love of the Mouse Multimedia or at L-O-T-M Multimedia or visit loveofthemousepodcast.com or email loveofthemousepodcast at gmail.com to contact him about your design needs. We're talking logos, social media promos, advertisements, websites, and so much more. And if you're uh, looking for some more awesome Disney content, make sure and subscribe to his show, Love of the Mouse Podcast, on your favorite streaming applications. And tell him the Dawes sent you. I, I, I don't know if that'll get you anything up. I just always wanted to say that. Yeah.